If you or a loved one has a hoarding problem, let's work together on a solution. Thank you for stopping by the Hoarding Solution podcast and listening in to Tuesdays with Tammy. Today, I want to talk about something that really helped me when I was relearning how to navigate life. And something that helped me, obviously, was recognizing that there was an issue going on, but also I spent a good part of about three years seeing a therapist and we worked through a lot of the things that I had survived up to that point and I saw a comment recently about someone being in therapy for two years and it didn't do any good and in discussions I've had with people the idea that we go to therapy and that solves everything is not really accurate. Going into that situation is difficult and you have to put in the work, the writing, the time, the thinking, the reviewing of your own contribution to situations or the way that you have been taught to deal with things. And it led into something called reparenting and learning how to be the parent you needed when you were a kid. And so I really want to talk about a minute about how reparenting is real. And I'm going to speak about it from the perspective of growing up in a situation where you didn't feel as important as the stuff in your space. And the parent or your caregiver spent most of their time protecting their stuff, keeping status quo, not being able to move things, or being accused of stuff that you didn't actually do as a kid, like stealing or throwing inappropriate things away. In hoarding in particular, there can be a very big disconnect between what trash is and what it isn't. And so, for example, as a kid, I might understand that a gum wrapper and my sandwich bag are trash, I need to throw that out. And that's based on what I've learned at school, perhaps. But at home, you may have a caregiver who tells you to rinse out that bag and reuse it or save it for another sandwich the next day um, and not be allowed to throw it away. So you get a lot of mixed signals about what is appropriate behavior. And that can be very challenging to navigate as a kid. And So that's just one example of growing up in a hoarded space where what you see as normal outside is not what you see as normal at home. And that can be very confusing as a kid to navigate through that. Um, But even on another level where if you have someone who's very negative and who's expecting you to fail and tells you that frequently, you're kind of setting that expectation up for yourself that that's what they think will happen, or that's what they hope for you, that you will fail. And you have to, at some point, accept that that person had trauma. That's perhaps what they were speaking from. And that doesn't mean that's an accurate representation of who you are or who you are going to be in the world. And that 
for me is where reparenting came in to recognize the fact that I am worthy and valuable, period. There's no qualifier. There is no someone else having to tell me something that makes me worthy. I just am worthy and valuable, period, because God created me and that's the end of the story. And it doesn't mean that anyone else is going to ever help me feel that value or worth. I have to accept that that is true. And reparenting myself in some of those ways was very valuable to recognize my self-worth. And what I see is if you are a kid growing up in a difficult situation, people will tell you that you're resilient or resourceful or mature for your age. And while all that may be true, there are reasons why that is true. And it seems to me that is frequently missed in some of the conversations around why a kid is a caretaker at 11 for their three younger siblings and why it is they accept that massive responsibility. And it could be because the parent works. It could be because the parent has an active addiction. It could be uh, because they work a lot. It could, there are so many reasons why someone at a young age may step into a very more challenging role that would be more appropriate for an older person. So I think we have to look at why it is someone is so resilient and mature and resourceful and understand that that in itself can be a, a trauma and it can be traumatizing to be expected to really care for people a lot younger than you when you're still very young yourself. And when you look at how you interact in the world today, what is it about your own upbringing or trauma that you're bringing to that conversation? Is it healed or unhealed? And what about the person you're dealing with? What kind of trauma are they having? And I'm, I'm just thinking of a time when I had a client in a public agency that I worked for and they were very upset and there, there were things I could not do, but there was something I could do. And at, this was years ago, pre-pandemic, but we did interviews in a situation where there was a glass window in between us. And, but there was a space for you to slide paperwork underneath the count, like on the counter. And this person, her hands were trembling. She was very scared to be there. And I was able to reach out and just put my hand on her hand and say, it's going to be okay. We'll, we'll figure out what we can do today. And that was it seemed to bring her back to that present moment and somewhat settle her fear about what was happening in that moment. And I think that's where we have to pay attention to the people we are dealing with in our lives and understand that their trauma is very active in that moment sometimes, and that can activate ours. And we have to be very self-aware of what is happening in that moment in the dynamics so if you have experienced any kind of trauma, and I would venture to say most of us have at some point in our lives, you know, there's a spectrum and I don't think it's fair to compare, but it, you can look at what experience you had and what, how are you bringing that into the interaction with someone else and how are you going to navigate it? And I think you have to really pay attention to the body language and the verbal and the cues that are coming at you. And 
really just be in that moment. And if you can do that, you're going to make that connection a lot better with that person that you are with at that time. So I, I just think it's really useful to recognize resilience can just being told that can be like you want to shake your head and say, well, that's great. That should be a positive word, but that doesn't mean it necessarily is in every situation. And learning to reparent yourself is a very good exercise in grace, um, extending it to yourself as well as to other people who may have brought trauma to the situation and didn't realize it. So understand that you're not alone and that there are so many people that struggle but survive and move on to thrive. And reparenting is a very useful tool. But if you take nothing else away from this message today, take the message that you matter, you're worth it, you're valuable, and you don't have to qualify for that. You just are. So thank you for stopping by the Hoarding Solution podcast and taking a listen to Tuesdays with Tammy. If you or a loved one has a hoarding problem, let's work together on a solution. 